we are back again for another week of some Disney discussion here on That Park Life Podcast. Of course, I am Greg, joined as always by the hair-tossing Beth. Beth? Thank you. Thank you. Hair-tossing Beth. That's my new nickname. Yes. If only I flip my hair see. back and forth. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Welcome, everyone. It's not related to anything, Park, but what is on your shirt? Um, It looks like a paperclip, probably, but... It does, yes. Uh, it's like supposed to represent like community and like being connected, oh. and it's a whole thing. Okay, I won't go well, into I like it, it. But yeah. But um, some of the people from because it was like from our church, and so some mm-hmm. people were like, "Oh, you mean the paperclip shirt?" And we're like, "Yeah, the paperclip <laughs> shirt. That's not really what it is, but okay, whatever." It's supposed to be like linked together, community, yes. togetherness, working together. Anyways, dude. I don't think that's something to brush over. I think that's part of like what we're doing here, right? I didn't know that when I yeah. asked you what your shirt was yeah. about. And I feel like the love of Disney parks is something that kind of keeps a community like us, me and you and you listening to this right now together. So who knew? Yeah. I feel like, I feel like some, some like really country person will be like, what does that mean? Something about genders? Is that something <laughs> <Yeah>. about the genders? <laughs> uh, who knows? No, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I have had the distinct pleasure of having some park experiences over the last couple of days. Yeah. If you've been following us on Instagram at that Park Life Podcast, you've been following along too, I'm sure. You've been seeing some stuff of me out there in a couple of parks and some resorts and some restaurants. So I want to talk about that because I've done some cool stuff, I think, anyway, some stuff worth talking about. And We'll be talking about how we would reimagine the NBA experience over at Disney Springs. Mm-hmm. It was officially announced probably about two weeks ago now that it will not be reopening post-pandemic. Yeah, like how long were they even open for? Like I was looking not at it, I'm like, very long. was it this brand new? Yes. Like I feel like I remember when it debuted because um, our buddy John like had to go over there to like cover mm-hmm. it for news and stuff. And so I, in my head I was thinking, surely this isn't the same thing, right? And then I was like, no, this is the thing that just opened. Wasn't it yeah. like 2019? It was 2019. I remember okay. the opening day. One, because I have a friend who worked there. Uh, she worked mm-hmm. with me at Disney Vacation Club and then transferred over to the NBA experience. And uh, so I remember like getting information and stuff and she was telling me all about it. And it was like super exciting at the time. And then on opening day, I remember watching the live stream while I was at work for lots of reasons. One, because um, our friends, the Disney Kremlins were there. So Cody and Chase were there in the audience. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing them on camera and I remember taking a picture of them and be like, you're on TV. And uh, I think yeah. the trackers were there and stuff. And like, obviously the like Disney CEO and all them were all there and the right. characters were out. And I just, it's a cool thing to see like a dedication ceremony to that. So I remember that and no, it was not a long time ago. Had not been operating for very yeah, long. Yeah, like I, I guess it, and I, I want to say even when it opened, I was like, I mean, that's a, that's a very like niche thing for them mm. to do. Like, yes. I don't know. It was interesting to me that that's what they chose to do in the first place. So um, yes. I had to actually go watch some videos because I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I haven't heard much about it. And so I didn't really. Yeah. So I was like, I got to figure out what this is so that I know what I'm talking about. But um, yeah, I just remember when they opened thinking like, are they really going to have enough people that like are interested in this? Just because it is very niche. Like, I like I don't yeah. know really anyone. I have plenty of friends that are into sports. Right. But I don't know like anyone that's really that into basketball. No. Like, I have some friends that would think this is cool. I would think it's cool just because I grew up playing basketball, but I was like, yeah. mm, I don't know. So anyway. Do you think it's cool but, or do you think it's $35 cool? That's about, I think that's what the admission um, price was at some point. For Disney, I honestly don't think that that was a bad price for that experience. Mm-hmm. If you're okay. like really into in- basketball or NBA basketball, like I think some kids would do that. Like my nephews probably would absolutely love that. 
um, that whole experience. But I, I mean, and it's not like a hundred dollars, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I'd be like, true. Oh, Disney probably Charles charged a hundred dollars for that. But $35 to me doesn't seem like it's that off because I mean, if you think about growing up, like you, you'd pay like 35 bucks maybe just to do laser tag or something. Yeah, that is so true. that is true. It's really not, I mean, in the grand scheme, but I just don't think they had enough people obviously that were interested in it, but I'm now I'm curious, what are they going to do with that space? Hopefully, you know, we know they listen to our podcast, so they're yeah. going to take a, probably one of our ideas and, you know, we're going to go ahead and TM, TM, TM right now. I'm going to do it, right? Because <laughs> you work for Disney, so I'm going to TM it. <laughs> yes. You know, I think the service we offer is so generous of us. We save them so many board mm-hmm. meetings, so many idea <laughs> meetings. Do. They just get to tune into this podcast and boom, yeah. they have a whole plethora of options. They just play it. They just play it Gosh. for their meetings and take notes yeah. and then they do the things. So, it's a just I mean, play. you know, we had an issue with the whole tiana versus pocahontas whatever they're going with tiana it's okay it's okay it is we're okay with that but yeah can't win them all we'll give them more ideas but anyways um (laughs) all right so let's talk about your park stuff you've done so much and i'm like oh my goodness i'm gonna sit here and just let you rub it in my face so let's hear it (laughs) yes and i know you're joking but sometimes i worry about that that it might come across as as rubbing in but like obviously i I live here so i'm going to be going to the parks often right and i like to think of it as vicariously yes I get messages um, routinely uh, from people thanking me and or saying things like, you know, I live vicariously through your park post. So mm-hmm. thank you for saying that because that is the main goal is to bring Disney to you wherever you are, both in audio on this podcast and then whatever we can do on our yeah. Instagram account too. So uh, my, let's call it a vacation week, even though I was working all these days, I was just doing all this stuff after work for the most part. After work. Which is tiring. Yeah. Um but I'm here to tell you that Deluxe Burger is still my number one burger on property. I don't, I'm sorry if you don't agree or if, you know, mm. it's a quick service place. You're like, how could it be possible that a quick service place has the best? I I just love their burgers there. Is Delicious. it safe to say that Deluxe Burger is your most favorite burger, but uh, Starlight, it, the Starlight Burger is your most nostalgic burger? That's a great point because I have to tell you, I'm pr- I might be eating a cheeseburger at Cosmic Gray Starlight Lounge tonight. So it's funny you mention that. Yes, so they're for different reasons, right? Like, I don't think People Mover yeah. is the best yeah. ride in Disney, but it's probably my favorite ride. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's your Correct. nostalgic ride. I think we all yes. have that, right? Like, Space Mountain is my, like, my favorite nostalgic ride. I think the coolest ride is probably, you know, like, Rise of the, Re- Rise of the Resistance or Flight of Passage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally agree. So I get it. I get it. I am also here to tell you that the buttermilk fried chicken over at the Grand Floridian Ugh. Cafe is still banging. That is so yeah. good. I posted what was essentially like an adult video of it because I was zooming in on <laughs> in and on like the um, sriracha on top, the maple the, the maple bacon <laughs> sriracha. Oh, it's so you can see good. that those pepper flakes in that batter. Mm. <laughs> Love it. And it's served it on like a bed of mashed potatoes that they call loaded, but it's not like the Applebee's loaded potatoes. Like it's you know, like a <laughs> yeah. little more gourmet version. No it's offense to the Disney to version of lo- loaded. Yeah. Just excellent. Uh, and the Grand Floridian Cafe, I like a lot in general because it's like the closest thing I'm getting to a fancy meal at a not fancy budget, basically, because it's in, it's in a really yes. nice resort and it's the lower end of the resorts available in that resort. So it's one of the reasons why I like working there, working there, like eating there. I don't work there. Um, I did go to a work meeting there once, by the way. That was an interesting time. 
That's how you know you're not you're not living a, a real story for life. another day. Story for yeah, another day. Yeah, well, it's like one of those things where like, is this my real life where I have a work meeting in the Grand Floridian Cafe in, restaurant and they're yeah. paying for my breakfast? Like that's it's wild to me. But anyway, and you're like, yes. So uh, I will take those it. are yes, those are some quick nuggets that were outside the parks that I uh, just want to remind everyone. Those are two really great choices for food. So uh, we went to Magic Kingdom after we went to the Grand Floridian Cafe Thursday night, and it's, you know, we're nearing the end of the summer. And if you're planning on a trip in the summer and you have to go in the summer, um, I would say if you can go the last two weeks of August, we'll recommend it. This tends to be the drop-off season in crowds, and that Mm -hmm. is certainly the case this week as we roll into September now because the wait times at Magic Kingdom were so low. I mean, we got there, nice. I would say, on uh, the six, 5, 6 o'clock-ish, something like that. Park closed at 9, um, fireworks at 8.45. So we had a, a pretty small window of time, if you will, to to get there. Um, and we had already eaten because, you know, we ate at, at Grand Floridian Cafe. In those two hours, we got on Pirates of the Caribbean. We did Haunted Mansion. Went on the People Mover. We waited in line at the ice cream at the, at the plaza, the plaza ice cream parlor. Mm-hmm. Which was out the door, and so it was like a regular night's line. I would say looked completely unaffected by a pandemic. That was maybe a fifteen minute wait. It was it went by quicker than I thought, but it was like eight twenty yeah. when we got online, and fireworks were eight forty five. We're sweating it out. Oh wow! Because yeah. typically speaking, we watch the fireworks from behind the castle somewhere, either in Fantasyland right. or often our go to spot is overlooking Haunted Mansion, the the ferry boat area over there, because there's like. Usually the only people standing there, if not maybe two other family, one yeah. or two other families. Just a lot, you know, a lot less crowd. So we're like, okay, we're going to do it. We're going to get ice cream from the ice cream parlor. And then we're going to watch Happily Ever After from Main Street. The which, front by the, of way, the castle, yeah. Yeah, I have not done since I think I was with, was I with you? And Colleen and Joe, we watched the lighting yeah. of um, for Christmas. the castle. Like, yeah, for Christmas. And then I think maybe we watched Happily Ever After. We did because that was, I think, Colleen's first time watching the fireworks. And it's so cool, by the way, to yeah. be with someone who's seeing it for the first time. I know. So um, we did it. And I have to tell you, as much as I don't like being in large groups, and this is like pandemic stuff aside, whether or not you're going to catch anything aside, just the idea of having to deal with being like shoulder to shoulder to people and the hot, mm-hmm. sweaty, steamy Florida night. Yes. Um, it was really worth it. And mm. it's taking a lot for me to say that because I am usually very I could have told you that, it. Greg. Yes. Well, <laughs> that's that's my point is that I feel like I know a lot of people and maybe it's a lot of local people who are like all completely anti the crowd, which I totally understand. I, I'm kind of that way. But one thing I will recommend, it appeared to be a large crowd, but one thing you might learn about Disney crowds is, especially on Main Street, a lot of people are coming in from off the sidewalks and they stay right there. They don't really like go into the middle of the street a lot. So if you just push through the barrier of people that are basically lining the streets and go towards the middle, we had so much elbow room. There was actually no one standing directly next to us or behind us. We nice. had like at least a one person yeah. barrier space around us. Whereas everyone on like the sides of the street, they were like jam packed because people were funneling in, but no one wanted to like say, excuse me, to get past them. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right, let's just push through. No big deal. And we had like this whole extra space. Um, I did, however, um, get some uh, some hot flashes and personal summers. And I used my fan. <laughs> personal summer. <laughs> I used my, uh, you know, my version tech fan that I'm sure we talked about all the yeah. time. But the person who was in front of me, 
unfortunately was experiencing a malodorous day. Gross. And their air was Derek was blowing directly into my face with the fan. So I was like, okay, I'm, how hot am Ugh. I right now? Do I do I want yeah. air? Or do I want bo air? So I kept BO like putting air. it to the I side. Literally, I literally want to be rude. We had this event this morning. And I literally told Doug when we got in the car. I said, and I don't know who it was, but someone legitimately smelled like a supreme pizza. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the best way I can explain it. And he was like, oh, no. mm, those peppers and onions, and I was like, you know, yes. it smelled just Ugh. like it, so bad. And Ugh, it's so I get hard it. to. It's hard to judge because it's hot and humid all day in Disney. Mm-hmm. Like I, I understand yeah. that everybody's you might not be got so pleasant. some kind of like, funk. I get it. Yeah, I just don't need to mm-hmm. blow it directly into my nostrils, right? So yeah. um, we watch Happily Ever After. I, I truly, it's been probably two years now since I've seen it um, from Main Street, looking at on the castle. And uh, was I an emotional thirty-five-year-old <laughs> man standing there with his wife and his brother-in-law trying having not personal to appear summers? emotional? Yes, having. Um, uh, liquid fall out of my eyes i don't know but i brought a little sound with you because i always feel like and i was telling um telling you about before we hit record that being local and like trying to pay attention to news and stuff and like make sure you're you're up to date on everything you have to sometimes read news from news sources that tend to be a little negative or to get down on on disney for either letting in too many people or hiking prices or there's a certain ceo that is allegedly ruining everything that seems to be the the ongoing joke for things but i just have these moments when i'm in the park and i'm reminded what it's all about and what it's all about is your individual experience at least in my mind and feeling whatever magic you want to feel at any point in the day it could happen at fireworks it can happen while you're in cosmic rays watching a animatronic alien sunny eclipse singing That's the same right. songs every 20 minutes okay <laughs> it could be whatever it is that you want it to be and, and I had one of those moments on Main Street watching the fireworks from the front of the castle because around us, people were singing along and like people were clapping. And when Tink flew during the Let It Fly song, like I remember a kid like gasping a little bit. And it's like I was mm-hmm. around these people who were obviously listening to this for the first time or oh, kind of like once every couple of years thing. And they just love it. And I was like, this is literally what it's all about. right? This is why we come to Disney. So yeah. I brought a little bit of a sound still now. As we know, Happily Ever After is wrapping up. It is, it's uh, it's having its farewell tour, if you will, <sighs> between now and September 29th, I want to say. Mm. And um, and it's been around for four years, so a lot of people have already seen it. I know four is nothing like the 20-ish years that Witches was around, yeah. but it's not new is my point. So no. how excited do people get for Happily Ever After is always like kind of what I'm, worry- what I'm uh, wondering about. So here's a little bit of the finale of happily ever after and what i still consider to be a great moment and you can tell uh, based on the reaction of the crowd how they felt about watching happily ever after from the front of the castle don't know why it's just the idea that people are gathering around cheering and screaming and happiness is just something we all need to experience these days so it's a moment for me and i hope that you get to experience something like that soon 
Yeah. As sad as I am about Happily Ever After ending, I'm excited to see what the next thing's going to be just because, you know, as technology advances and all that stuff, it's like, it's yeah. only going to get better. Like it's only going to get better from here. So I hope so, man. Cause everybody was like, a, you know, everyone was kind of stanky about what I love wishes. <laughs> I love wishes. And I'm like, yeah, but Happily Ever After is amazing. And so I'm sure yes. we're all going to be like, oh, I loved Happily Ever After, but whatever's next is going to be amazing. I mean, yes. even just harmonious. Like I'm like, I'm super excited for harmonious yeah. to come out. So things to come technology is amazing yeah i like i really enjoyed wishes i don't want it to i do also agree with you that i think happily ever after is better but i still have a huge love for wishes it's just it yeah. isn't around anymore and i've it'll really, always really grown be a love. nostalgic thing just be happy you can go back and watch it on youtube <laughs> and it's yeah. not just lost forever yes thank so. god for youtube and even on like your streaming music stuff like on apple music or whatever or youtube music and stuff i think you could find the soundtrack for wishes on there so it's never too far mm -hmm. if you will yes um i didn't get to go to epcot during this week but nicole did and i want to mention a few things because nicole has long had a string of bad luck at getting food from any of the festivals for the past i don't know mm -hmm. maybe like two years or so because of her gluten allergy and if if you're out there with any type of food allergy you'll know that your options at the festivals are limited they've increased over the years which is great but for whatever reason whatever is listed as uh for a gluten wheat allergy it, it's either something that's like spicy or has mushroom mm -hmm. in it and nicole is also allergic mm -hmm. to mushroom and she's not really a spicy food eater a lot of times like yeah. whatever they offer in the mexico booths are gluten-free but like that's not really her favorite cuisine which is cool yeah so this time around she wanted to make sure that everyone knew the three things she got that like were the best. So she actually got three things in one night, which I don't think has happened in forever. She was there with her brother um, this week. She got the garlic Parmesan wings from the Brew Wing, Brew Wing, which is mm -hmm. funny. Um, yeah. At the, It's within the Epcot experience, which you may know is the old Odyssey building. So it's yeah. all indoors. There's plenty, she said they added some seating there. So it was plenty of air conditioned seating. She said, uh, uh, in her words, they were fire. So they were delicious. They were excellent mm, yeah. garlic Parmesan wings. It she sounds got, delicious. Yeah, uh, gluten-free, obviously. Um, she went to the Kenya booth and got Kenyan coffee barbecue beef tenderloin with sweet potato Ooh. and corn mealy pap, which is oh, a lot. I right? love that's mealy like, pap. Mealy yes. pap is like Doug and I. That's our favorite. We're like, I don't know. You have me at mealy pap. Just, you know, whatever. Mealy pop, whatever it's called. <laughs> I don't we know. Literally, that's what we'd go pop. to. Well, that's what we'd go to Tusker House for. Like, that's the. Yes. Main, we were like, yeah, Boma sounds great, but they don't have mealy pop there. So, like. <laughs> Sorry, we're going back to Tusker. Like, we're going to Tusker. Yeah. We're not going to go to Boma. Yes. Mm, and those of you delicious. that have been here a while may remember that Nicole worked at Tusker House. So she was around mm -hmm. that mealy pop all the time. So she was like, oh, this is like a little yes. flashback for her. She said it was excellent. She said, don't get caught up in the idea that it has the word coffee in it. It didn't really have a coffee taste. It's just cooked with mm -hmm. coffee. Probably rub. To give it a, a certain rub on the of, meat, maybe. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing she got that she highly recommends is the creme brulee with Grand Marnier in France. So it is a creme brulee that has a liqueur Ooh. in it. So um, I'm guessing... It's boozy. They, yeah, it's a boozy creme brulee. She said it was yeah. excellent that she would, probably would have eaten a second one if she, you know, wasn't on her third item and it wasn't 95 degrees outside. Right. So there are some things out there um, to be eaten. And it was nice to share a success story for her for having three items I know. at the food booths at this current food and wine festival, which goes through November. So if you're hearing this, um, you have an opportunity to get any of those things and all the other many, many, many things between now and November. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll have to um, tell, I do know someone that's coming in September, so I'll have to give her a little heads up. Um, 
because all three, I'm like, I'm not gluten-free, but I would probably get all three of those things. I'm typically like, no, with like a lot of the small bites. Yeah. Those do sound amazing. Those sound good. She said they were good and she, I'm not going to say is picky, but she's not the type that just kind of like yeah. eats anything. Like if she says she likes it, she really likes it. We also went to Hollywood Studios and same kind of thing. We, we arrived around five o'clock this time. And if you were watching our Instagram, you saw another outrageous interaction between my wife, Nicole, <laughs> and Mr. Donald Duck. He was up on Donnie. that balcony. So if you, yeah, if you walk into the park um, next to like Oscar service, whatever, where you rent the strollers and the wheelchairs and stuff. Yeah. There's a little like balcony up there that I don't think has ever really, I feel like I've never really seen it used until now when they have the distance character meet and greets. So Donnie was up there with Minnie. Minnie completely ignored by Nicole. Like she basically might as, <laughs> might as well not even been there. And uh, just an instant love affair. And I didn't even get the entire interaction on video because, like, it was probably three minutes long of her mm-hmm. having a conversation with Donnie. And it was so funny because she's expressing her love, showing her lounge fly <laughs> Donald bag, which always gets Donald going, right? That's, like, that's the yeah. thing that always gets him going. He always points and, like, goes crazy and dances. And Yeah. And um, afterward, after, like, I had stopped recording and Nicole was walking away, is walking away someone around us was like, man, She's more excited about Donald than the kids are. And we were like, yep, that's Nicole. You're like, yeah, that's her boyfriend. You know, whatever, move yeah. on. Her actual man. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. So um, we had dinner at Backlot. After we came off, uh, you know, after we came down from our high of our Donnie uh, meeting, we ate at the Backlot. I had one of my go-tos there, which is the Southwest salad. I mean, it's just salad, tortilla chips, uh, beans, like an onion kind of relish avocado mm-hmm. and it comes with a dressing that i don't like so i get the ranch instead but you may have seen that a spooky ghost cupcake just appeared i don't know how i mean maybe i ordered it maybe mm. i didn't maybe it floated over onto your plate yeah i, I caved guys <laughs> you know i saw it on the menu and i told myself i wasn't going to get most of these halloween treats because it's it's a gateway right? yeah. if this is a gateway cupcake i had one of these halloween things that we talked about yeah i was like we have not heard you talk about like sweets in a while especially cupcakes you used you used to be all about the cupcakes it was was always like all right greg what's the latest cupcake cupcake gate yeah i even removed the phrase cupcake enthusiast from my bio on my personal instagram (laughs) because i haven't been following up on the cupcake cupcake news Mm -hmm. because i've been trying to eat slightly healthier now i know if you watch what i've been eating i only really post the fun stuff but i normally the stuff i'm not posting is the grilled chicken and rice and carrots that I'm eating for lunch most days. So it's not very interesting. So or, I decided you know, I'm on, vac- I'm on your vacation nuggets. and I had a cupcake. Your, don't lie. You, you know you're eating the Disney nuggets. <laughs> now hang on. Because people at work like to give me a hard time. So as a cast member, I have access to the same nuggets that they sell in the parks. I just buy them for, in the freezer at, at a certain store that's, a, that's accessible to cast members and guests, certain guests. And... Um, I buy a five pound bag of the same nuggets that you'd buy in the park frozen, but they're uncooked. So they're not like pre deep fried. Like when you buy like Purdue or Tyson nuggets in the grocery store, they're, um, they're raw. So when you cook them in the air fryer, they remain low fat. They're only, uh, five grams of fat. And I think it's like 16 or 20 something. I forget what it is. Grams of protein per serving. So like, don't you dare make me think that they're unhealthy. Well, don't get me wrong. It's still breaded chicken. Okay Okay, guys, I'm very well aware, but in terms of nuggets, they're, they're really not bad. So I don't consider yeah. those an indulgence the way that I do this spooky ghost cupcake, which, by the way, <laughs> had a cookies and cream frosting and a chocolate fudge filling. Um, I would overall Ooh. rate this cupcake a 7 out of 10. 
Not not the best. Okay. It was not a home run, but it was good. I split it with yeah. my brother-in-law who was there with us. Um, it's just that the frosting, they told me, you know, that's advertised as cookies and cream, but it was mostly cookies, meaning like, like with a good cookies and cream frosting, I should be tasting like the sugary cream, but it was, yeah. it was mostly just chocolate. So okay. it is what it is. Um, in terms of the crowd levels, because some some uh, followers had asked, like, what are the crowd levels like um, at Hollywood Studios that night? And just like with Ho- with Magic Kingdom a few nights before, it was not crowded at Hollywood Studios. Nice. So if you're so, seeing so some photos out there of the parks, and it appears to be crowded, it's certainly more crowded than it was this time last year. But with more things open now, like more restaurants open, mm-hmm. more attractions, you know, the Beauty and the Beast sing-along is open. That's another people eater, so to speak. The yeah. crowd's a little bit more evenly divided. We waited about 25 minutes for Mickey and Minnie's, which is not bad. Now, this was at like no. maybe 5.30, 6 o'clock. Park closed at 9. We used to go at like That's half an hour before bad. park time to get that to get that time. And now we're talking three hours before park close time. It's right. really not bad um, when you think about it. We walked on to Toy Story Mania. We walked to the point where we got our glasses, and then the only way we had was yeah. in the loading area, which is, I'm going to call that a walk-on. Um, right. Not only that, we walked up and just asked at Oga's Cantina. I was like, is there any availability for a walk-up? She was like, let me go ask. And sure enough, they were able to get us in. We did not have a reservation. Yeah, I went to ask about that because I was like, um, I was like, you haven't done Oga's probably since they opened. And so I was curious about. It's been about, a long time. Yeah. Cool. And the last time I went, they comped our drinks because they had to move us. So that was a fun time. And um, yes. so, yeah, we hadn't been in a long time. And Nicole's brother is a huge Star Wars fan. And, we, you know, without having to go on the two rides, we weren't able to get on rides, which is fine. I did it with him a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't really do any of the attractions or Ogas, you're basically just walking around Galaxy's yeah, Edge. You don't really everything. get to get immersed at all. So we were like, you know what? Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt to ask. Let's just ask. And there were only three of us, and we got a standing, you know, basically the standing room only kind of a thing where we shared a um, a standing table with other people. So, okay. you know, it's like a big, like, long oval kind of thing. And there was maybe, I think, four or five girls in that group, and then the three of us. So they kind of, like, looked at us funny. We didn't choose that mm-hmm. spot. They sat They yeah. sat us there. They, they, they tell told you us to, to stand there. And, like, it was kind of awkward. So I had my umbrella that I, you know, obviously was collapsed and I like put it on the table to divide our sections. Like casually, like I was talking and just like dropped it. Okay. This is our, this is our line of delineation here. This is, that's your side. (laughs) This is our side. Let's, let's stay separate. Um, I got the Oga's obsession, which is that little like Petri dish science experiment looking thing. If you've seen it, I took a video of it. Yeah. It's like a jello. It's got the boba balls in it. It has dried, I want to say blueberries, some type of berries. Um, something that looks like clumps of dirt and then uh, basically pop rocks on top of it. Okay. Which um, I have to not eat because they feel funny on my teeth and I it, it freaks me out. So I, I like yeah. only ate a little bit of the pop rocks. It's very weird. But it's You're good. like, how can this be good for my system? Yes. <laughs> like, it can't what's happening when this be. is getting into my stomach? Weird. Yes. It pops all the way through my body until, until it's out. Mm-hmm. That's gross. And then... Um, we walked over to Smuggler's Run, and it was maybe a 10-minute wait. I mean, we basically walked the whole wow. queue up to the point where they separate you into one of the two pre-show rooms right there. Okay. And then the only wait you ha- we had was just, you know, in the thing. In the pre-show It's been a while room. since I've been on Smuggler's Run. They they aren't, I, I'm guessing it's uh, a pandemic-related thing, but they aren't currently handing out the little cards that would tell you your position. Oh. 
know, okay. it would be two pilots, two gunners, two engineers. Mm-hmm. They just were verbally telling it to you and then repeating it to you so that you can't forget. Like, oh, okay. okay, two pilots stand here, two gunners stand here, two uh, engineers stand here. And then when they move us into, like, the room with, with the table and, you know, all and that, they would yeah. make us line up again and they would repeat it. Okay, two gun, you know, the two here, two here, two here. Mm-hmm. So they kept repeating it. I'm guessing to minimize the touching that's going on of things. Right. And uh, we had a great Hollywood Studios night. It was just, I feel like we were having good luck maybe, or maybe that's just what it's like these days. Um, we also did Toy Story Mania, which I mentioned, but I do want to say, you know, I got to flex a little bit because I was best in vehicle yet again. And always, and that, by the way, my, the I've seen people's, no, I mean, that's what people were saying. Like, oh, we're the only one in the vehicle. No, people. It was uh, Nicole and her brother. And because it's the whole vehicle, it's the two sets of, yeah, of cars. Right. And then the other one were people I don't know. But, um, I will say that people get like much higher scores than I do. I, I do like, okay, but there are people that do better, but I was best that hour at that time. And I point that Ooh. out because it was six thirty-eight, And okay. the thing is, is that I have been best of the hour before. And then I looked at my watch and it was like seven Oh one. I was like, Oh, it's because it just, it's right. like new. It's the new for the hour. I have another 59 minutes for someone to destroy You're my like, score. The last 38 minutes I've been yeah. the boss. <laughs> yes. And I'm sure someone probably beat it before the hour changed. <laughs> but for a little bit of time, I was the champ. I was number one. That's right. Good the one you. last thing I want to mention before we jump into our uh, reimagining of the NBA experience is we checked my brother-in-law into the Grandestino Tower at Coronado Springs. You may remember I talked about it when I went to the Open Mouse AKA a cast member mm, preview yes. for uh, Coronado Springs. And like, I remember it being really cool and we got to see a model room, but I haven't been there in a while. So um, we helped uh, check him, check him in and check out his room and stuff. And it's cool. And it's a really nice moderate resort. If you, if you don't remember plenty of hidden Mickey's in the carpets, a lot of Mickey's and stuff in the decor, a lot of bright colors. I feel yeah. like it's just a really nice addition to that resort, but I have a pro tip for you. So this mm-hmm. won't apply to Valley resorts, but for moderate resorts that have a fitness center, as well as all of the deluxe and deluxe villa resorts, so most resorts, pro tip for you, if you want to refill your water and you don't necessarily want to go to a quick service or you're closer to the gym, go in the gym. They all have filtered mm. water. Some of them kind of fancy, to be honest. So go yeah. there, fill up all the water you want, bring it back to your room and or to the park or wherever and it's usually a refrigerator type of filtered thing because sometimes right. the water you get out of like the soft drink fountains, it's, I don't really know if it's filtered it's not or filtered. not, but it never yeah, really tastes it like it. Correct. Yeah. And the, um, you know, the dispensers they have in the fitness centers are either the actual bottled like Poland Spring or whatever brand that they use. Right. Probably Zephyr Hills because it's Florida. Or, um, or they actually have a filter in it. So uh, pro tip, check out your gym. You have access to it. If you're staying there at that resort, mm-hmm. your magic band or key card or whatever will let you in and refill your water there. Get your gym water. Get your gym water. And they always have towels and stuff if you need to like dab some sweat off your forehead. <laughs> Don't work out. Please, we're on vacation. Maybe take, a, get your take a sweat towel to the park and then just yes. when you come back to your resort, throw it in there like you were working out in there. Yeah. Honestly, they like I know. never at, know. At, the couple of times I've been to the gym at I think the Riviera or some other fitness centers when I'm staying at these resorts, sometimes they'll put out fruit, like an apple or a, a banana or huh. something. And I've seen it. I was like, hey, man, you might as well check it out. Go down and get your water. See if they have a little fruit basket in the morning and get yourself mm-hmm. a little free fruit item. Hook it up. Hook it up. Uh, before we hop into our other big topic, shout out to Stephanie at World Traveler Trading Co., 
who I'm going to finally be able to meet in person because she'll be down here for the 50th anniversary as well. Yeah. And I think we officially declared it Mickey Pumpkin season on our story the other day because I got yes, to actually is. go to Magic Kingdom with my new, uh, new, at least new for the season, Mickey Pumpkin key fobs on my keychain. The standard black and orange little Mickeys, you know. More importantly, the pumpkin spice latte is back. So Ooh, a good old that's PSL. actually the official. That is what yes. my official fall day is, is whenever the PSL okay. comes back. And every year it's a little bit earlier. And this year it was yeah. this past week. It was Tuesday. Okay. So it's officially fall then, I guess, in that sense. <laughs> that's uh, right. Of course, not just key fobs available at World Traveler Trading Co., dog collars, Mickey head key rings, mouse keys. Mm-hmm. Uh, the things that hold your ears, those little straps, the little lip balm holders, holders. all that stuff. And of course, Mm -hmm. you can find a link to that store in our show notes with our special discount code. That Park Life. Yeah. Save yourself a little bit of that, a little bit of that dough. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's put on our Imagineering caps and talk about how we would reimagine the kind of like big building of the NBA experience, what we could do with that. And keep in mind that at least what I was thinking about in terms of how I would shape this building is that it's not in a gated place, right? Like anything else we've talked about reimagining for the most part, you have to pay to get into the actual place where this thing is. But this thing, Mm -hmm. this building, anybody can go to. Mm -hmm. So it's something to think about. And uh, of course, we're going to share ours and we have some submitted by you. Uh, We put it out on our Instagram and we had some some pretty interesting answers out there, I think, for what people want to see. Uh, some nerdier than others. And I say that with love when we get to one specific person. And uh, <laughs> and let's go through it. So let us, uh, maybe we'll start with yeah. you. What do you, what, what do you think you would do to reimagine the NBA experience space at Disney All Springs? Right. Reimagining the NBA experience. All right. So I am going to turn it into, I would like to turn it into what I'm calling the multiverse experience. Oh. So... Basically, in my mind, I thought, well, now that Disney owns the rights to all, like, ton of Marvel intellectual property, why not take all of them and ter- turn them into one experience? So, I'm basically saying, like, move over jocks. Like, it's time for the nerds, Ooh. right? Okay. You know, it's our time. <laughs> uh, we don't really have an Avengers campus, so this would yeah. be more of, like, an experience kind of like that, um, where you essentially get to choose your heroes. So. After you, so in my mind, I'm like, after you get checked in, you'll create your profile. So they have that area where you kind of like create your profile and your name and stuff. Um, so here's where you will create your profile from a list of your favorite heroes. Maybe you'll put an alias in there. Um, I'm going to have it where you can put names and stuff in there, which would be, I think, more fun than just like picking something. Um, and then you'll get to pick your character. So this could be from any Marvel story that like you think of. And I like the idea of doing um, some of the current things just because as like new movies come out and new characters and stuff that they reveal, um, they can add to this experience. So you get to pick your character. Um, so that's like kind of where you're doing your profile. And then the next, like the first kind of like interactive fun thing that you get to do is you'll go to a station where you get to pick out your own gear. So Ooh. I said, this is almost like share from clueless, um, where she's <laughs> like hitting all the buttons in her closet. <laughs> maybe not so much um but basically you'll go through like a series of clothing um and you'll complete your outfit of like what you're going to be wearing so you can have whatever you want right you can look like half of one character and half of another but the idea is for you to pick out your outfit and that would be like kind of a fun interactive thing to do 
because they had those like rooms where you're like standing they would like scan your body and then kind of show different things and i'm like they could sort of use some of that technology there and um you know so you get to pick your gear the next thing that you why i would thought would be cool was you'll move to a skills station so this is where you will test your weapon skills so you'll get to pick from whatever character you've chosen you'll get to pick those like weapons to choose from so if you pick thor or loki like you'd get a chance to hold Thor's hammer or you work on some techniques, maybe Loki's staff, um, whichever one it is. And then they'll give you different things to do to test out your fighting skills and kind of see how you measure up to the actual Thor or Loki. Um, because when they were doing the NBA experience, it was sort of like, how do you do this? How do you measure up against this certain yeah. player? So I thought it'd be cool to do these skills test with weapons that measure up to the actual characters themselves. So I thought that'd be cool to kind of take that whole experience and move it into that. And then the next station, this was where that one of those larger rooms was. I thought this would be really cool to do a stunt. It would be like a stunt station. So you'd get a chance to get harnessed up and be a part of some of your own scenes while flying through the air, jumping into a ball pit after a quick stunt. um, We're like at the end. So essentially there will be like a scene that's happening depending on what character you've chosen. And then you'll get to be a part of that scene. So this might be more of like a green screen type thing, but in the end, you'll actually see it on screen, like what it looks like with you in the stunt. So the idea will be at the end of all of this, you'll get to download all of this information to keep. Um, Because, you know, in the NBA experience, they give you these cards and you kind of go around and you tap the cards because that's like what holds your information. So that's sort of the idea there. Um, And they, in here, I was like, well, you, you know, what if you have people that are afraid of heights or whatever? They'll do... I thought there could be more low impact stunt scenes too. Like you could do a fighting scene where you're on the ground if you don't want to get like harnessed up and be kind of like thrown across a room. So, but I thought it'd be really cool to be a part of that as well. Um, No, I'd be like, throw me across that room. Yeah. I'd be like, uh, put the green suit, like put the suit on me and let's do this. Um, Just because I, I don't know. It's just so cool when you see how they film stuff. I'm like, well, now you get to be a part of it. Yeah. So I thought that would be cool. And then the last station for me would be for you to like fight the villains, like have some fun fighting villains. So this would be, um, it was where that room was where they had the slingshot balls, like where you slingshot the basketballs. Yes. I thought they would take that, but essentially you'll be in front of a large screen that goes down the whole wall where a massive villain fight scene is taking place. Um, and you sort of get to MIB style, like the MIB ride at universal. Yeah, I thought it'd be cool to sort of like you'd be on this moving conveyor belt thing. So you could either be I was trying to figure out how they do this, like if they'd hook you into something or if you'd have to sit in something and um, you would get to like essentially kind of like shoot at villains and stuff, okay. like take the villains down by using it's more of like a laser tag type thing where you'd get points for okay. hitting certain things in this like whole fight scene that you're watching in front of you. Um, I just thought that'd be more of like a this is kind of a fun way that's like something that's fun for everybody. Um, something a little bit more interactive there too. And then yeah. at the end is like where you would download all of your stuff. You download all of your information, like all the things that you did, your gear, your name, your fight scene would be in there. Um, and then I thought with any other extra space that they had, that there could be some fun character meet and greet. So, you know, they have guardians of the galaxy characters. They have, you know, we have characters from different things that I thought, why not use some of those to do some meet and greets over there? Yeah. Since we don't really Could have them in the places. They can set up a meet and greet where like let's say you, you meet 
um, Star-Lord at the end, right? Mm-hmm. And he saw yeah. your superhero scene and like comments yeah. on it. Or you guys yeah. watch it together and like, and he compliments you. Could you imagine yeah. a little kid's face who got to hear like something like words yes. of encouragement from a superhero like that? Yeah, because how cool, cool would it be if you could walk over and like tap your card and be like, all right, let's watch your scene. You know, they'd be yeah. like 20 second scenes or something. Like that's yeah. not a ton of time for a meet and greet. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, you're, the kid would just be, it'd be amazing. Beaming, so, yeah. I feel like that's something that's fun for everybody because it's phys- it doesn't have to be physical, but it can be physical. Um, something that everybody could do and enjoy. Yeah, it sounds like in that scenario, you'd be able to have modified versions of re- if someone didn't want to like put their life on the line mm-hmm. in a stunt. I would, though. I'd be like, you know what? I want to make it look like I'm web-slinging yeah. all over this place. So put it would me be in a hilarious harness and to toss see, me around the room. <laughs> see you like flying across the room, Greg's in face. In tights. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in uh, spider-man awesome. spandex and i mean it would be oh, it would gosh. be this whole experience like it would take time to do but it would be so cool yeah. i think in the end to see kind of the end results that you get so um again this is not you know the nba experience isn't something that you go in and you just like do it for an hour and you're done like it's a whole yeah it's a whole experience it's meant to take up time. um yeah. and you could have you know they have that like sort of entrance area where they had like a bunch of basketball stuff um they could have all kinds of like artifacts from movies from the different movies and stuff. I thought that'd be like a cool place to have. I think you could go really far with decorating, um, like in theming of the place. Yeah. As well. I think it would be cool. You know how, like if you're standing outside of an arena, sometimes they'll put like a screen on the outside to show what's going on inside the arena. To, yeah. Like, create yeah. outside like street level excitement. Yeah. It would be cool if they chose some of those videos throughout the day of, someone doing their heroic stunt or whatever. And that's what they're showing at there. So like you could quote be on TV, so to speak, like for Mm -hmm. everyone to walk by and see it, which would all of course create word of mouth and want to bring people in kind of thing. But I'd want to be up there. I get excited Mm -hmm. when they put my freaking name on the last room in in small world. And that's just technology reading my magic. I know that's exciting. Or like your terrible face, your terrible face in Spaceship Earth at the end where you're like on your thing and half the time it like you don't have eyes. So yes. Uh, or, but yeah honestly um since my hairline is a mystery to the even the naked eye the camera can barely pick it up so sometimes i have chunks of my head missing because of you know yes. i can't tell because it's yes. so dark yeah if i have my hair That's like in a it ponytail be. it's like well you just don't have a like you look bald yeah so it is what it is <laughs> But yeah, that's kind of the gist of it. I feel like there's more detail okay. you could do getting into it but yeah. i was like this is sort of the gist of what i would do to turn it into that can I tell you? I would really like that. I kind of want. I want. Yeah. I think I might want that more than the idea I'm going to tell you because um, you can't really get that anywhere else, right? Like I, I feel mm-hmm. like I don't get to feel like a superhero in really anything right. else I do. Yeah, you're a superhero in my mind, Greg. Oh God, that doesn't sound uh, hollow Didn't at all. Didn't that sound convincing? So, um, <laughs> not very convincing. No, it was perfunctory. It's your vocabulary mm. of the day. Okay, so. Um, don't roll your eyes at my suggestions, okay? Because I won't. What I, I won't. the the basis of my idea is ultimately not a cool thing, but we're gonna okay. we're gonna make it more interesting than it sounds. All so right. one of my one of my struggles with miniature golf at Disney at Fantasia Gardens and Winter Summerland is that it's outside. They're outside, subject mm-hmm. to heat, humidity, rain, bugs. So I would love to have some indoor mini golf. And the reason why I'm choosing mini golf is that I like it. I think it's fun, and it is general a generally a family friendly thing. But I do know 
that sometimes it'll be like 80% of the family wants to do miniature golf and the other 20 doesn't or something like that, right? The fact that there's always at least one member who's like, I don't want to do that. Or (laughs) you're going there with your kids and maybe you're not interested in it, but the kids really want to do it. Maybe um, you're going, you're thinking about something to do with your adult friends and there are no kids present. So I was thinking of having a multi-level mini golf complex so mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever been to an indoor mini golf before. I feel like up north we had the monster mini golf, which was a lot of like black light think. kind of stuff where, you know, it was monster themed. But so indoor <laughs> mini golf is not a new thing. I just think okay. it would be so nice to have air conditioning. I know. And not have to be outside and, and I you could would, go at any yeah, time like of you day. You wouldn't really have to ever have to close it. I mean, it could be open all the time. Yes. And you wouldn't have to like, I think the upkeep would be easier because you're not having to worry about weather all the, right? Like the weather really does the upkeep. It makes it more. Correct. It's the normal wear and tear of walking on the fake turf. Like that's, that's going to happen regardless whether it's indoor or outdoor, right? No sun beating that on it, no rain, none of that. Mm -hmm. So, um, I have three levels that I would start with. I don't know, you know, if you're able to fit more, but I have three in mind. And let's see if anyone out there uh, would like to participate in any of these mm. things. For uh, one level, I think it would be cool to have the 18 holes of golf, the whole area, the whole floor, themed to days of Walt Disney World past. So some oh. vintage Walt Disney World things. Uh, okay. Courses, or the whole course featuring elements from former attractions of okay. Walt Disney World. Uh, mm. This maybe demographic here would be uh, probably people our age and a little older yeah, who either older. they're with or without kids. The like the adult millennials and older basically is what I'm yes. thinking is going to happen here. Because if you're a kid now, an old attraction doesn't mean anything to you, right? It's right. got to be people right. who have experienced some of these things. Um, I think it would be cool to have at least one room on this course be something like Toad Hall from Mr. Toad's Wild Ride as mm-hmm. an example. Like yeah. old, an old school fantasy land ride that doesn't exist here in Disney World. Um, one hole that ends in um, an old Skyway bucket that they used to take you from Tomorrowland mm-hmm. to Fantasyland. I know yeah. we have the Skylander now, but like the real, like the, the traditional, the old school yeah. Skyway. I would love for one hole to be dedicated to the rainbow hallway that is from the Imagination Pavilion. Yeah. You've probably seen yep. some old photos of the Dreamfinder walking through it. And mm-hmm. you may remember, I can't remember if I talked about it on a patch chat or on this episode where I was up there and the rainbow hallway is still there. It just wasn't turned on and it's kind of, yeah, kind of dusty. Right. But that, like bring the, excavate that, take that out of that room, put it in this little mini golf course and have like a true vintage Epcot imagination moment. Don't have to have figment, yeah. right? Like it doesn't have to be super character driven. When you say room, are you meaning like hole? So like one hole would be themed? Could be. Or you're yeah. saying or if it's this multiple. moves into different. Okay. Yeah, different spots. It cool. could be one, or maybe one or two holes, depending on how big the theme needs to be. Um, yeah. Like a, a, an old school figment imagination with the Dreamfinder thing in this hall and this rainbow hallway. It could be one or two. I don't know. Yeah. This is uh, big picture stuff. Um, mm-hmm. A scene from Horizons. People love Horizons from Epcot, right? Yeah. It's one of those attractions, one of those 80s attractions that people like love. It would be cool to have a hole dedicated to Maelstrom with some big trolls. I know we can't bring back the attraction, mm-hmm. but maybe we can bring back yeah. a vibe. Um, I think we can easily accomplish that with some mist. It's a little dark there. And you know, do you remember that when you were climbing the um, the lift in the attraction, there'd be like the big eye at the top and they would have like the yeah. light shining on you with the mist. Like that could be at the end yeah, of the hole, like do that. right underneath that, that kind of thing. I'm going um, to go ahead and vote for some food rocks, a food rocks theme. Oh, hold. yes. Yeah. Where you have some of the 
<laughs> the food that's dancing. Love, yeah, food wrapper <laughs> is there introducing you to everything with the uh, the Peach Boys and Peter mm-hmm. Gabriel. Yep. Ridiculous. Yep. Um, I would love a little mini Catastrophe Canyon scene from the old backlot tour at Hollywood Studios. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. get this. I would love a room. Maybe this can be the last two or three holes in this course. Okay. But a room that is an Osborne family spectacle of dancing mm, lights yeah. tribute. So obviously it yeah. can't be as grand as the entire Streets of America and Hollywood Studios, but it's a little taste, a little snow, a little music synchronized with the lights in the room. I think that would be a cool little reminder of what it used to be there. And you know what? We know just the person who could do it, and his name is Joe Petros. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I wish I had a... They already know the guy. Listen, Disney, I know you're listening to this. Sandra, write this name down. Joe Petros. Joe Petroski. He goes by Joe Petros on Instagram. Yes. He's gonna. Um, he's worked for you guys before. Just look him up in the system. He'll do the lights for you. He'll hook you up. <laughs> yes. Uh, tell him Greg and Beth sent you. <laughs> yeah. That should be enough. That's all, all the information yeah, they need. That's all they need. Um, something like this that I would really want to happen is, in addition to the actual course being here with the, you know, hold the holes and everything, um, I think it'd be cool if there were some museum-style plaques and exhibits going on. Because sometimes, like let's say I'm there with my two nieces, and I've done this course before, or I'm just not really not in the mood to play, but I want to like still enjoy myself or you're there with someone who's more of a Disney historian. It would be cool to see props that probably still exist somewhere from some of these attractions, or they can make replicas and have a little plaque next to it to be like, hey, this is from the Horizons attraction that was formerly at Epcot, and give a little like nugget of info about it. Right, So right. that... Maybe while you're waiting for the hole in front of you to be ready, because sometimes, depending on crowd, you're kind of like stalled a few times. But to be able to like have some stuff to look at and have it be not only entertaining, but a little uh, informational as well. Right. Um, I also think, aside from this Days of Walt Disney World Pass, to have a level that is Pleasure Island themed. So we're right here at Disney <laughs> Springs, formerly Downtown Disney. I think mm-hmm. it would be cool to have a course that is adults only. And that's not to say that I don't want kids... Uh, to play miniature golf at all. Just this one floor is a no-kid floor because there's going to be plenty of alcohol served here. I think it would be cool to have the holes. I really like the idea of having the course themed to attractions and stuff because, like, I don't know, man. Just think, you can go to mini golf anywhere in America, right? But you can only get Disney World stuff in Disney. So let's, like, Disney it up. So maybe focus on some of the the more adult-y rides, like the thrill rides, like a Space Mountain, Big Thunder, Test Track, Tower of Terror, Everest. Like, have elements of those attractions. Yeah, in those. And have, I think it'd be cool, and maybe there are certain rooms, and there's like three or four holes in each room on this level of the building, but have some soundtracks in the rooms be remixed ride music to be a little bit more upbeat, a little more like clubby, Mm -hmm. if you will, a little more adult, so to speak. Um, I also think we could have some themed drinks. So like have having like a couple of bars along the way, by the way, plenty of mm-hmm. surfaces to put your drinks down. The point of this is not to have to hold your drink. While you're it would golfing. be much cooler though, if you had um, a traveling bar. So like a traveling cart, like when you're playing golf, there's the traveling cart. So I think it'd be cool to add the traveling booze cart to it. Uh, preferably Greg, Greg, this is where you can have your themed, um, Mr. Toad's wild ride, like drink cart. Yes. 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 Or you could do one that's about. like, I know <laughs> you got to be on the pat chat to get this, but, um, yes. you could have the, you could have a couple different, um, drink carts that are themed to different things using the same oh ideas goodness. that we were talking about before. I mean, come on. It's all coming together. Like one could be um, a rocket from space, uh, from space mountain, space mountain. One yeah. could, what could be a log from splash mountain? 
I'm just saying. Wouldn't you love a log delivering you drinks? There's a sentence what? I never thought I'd say, but um, <laughs> if you're wondering, I just quickly thought of some drink names for some of the themes. So we can have a Tower of Terror drink named the Lemon Drop In, mm-hmm. and uh, a Space Mountain Mars Teeny. Get it? Because mm-hmm. you're at and oh mm-hmm. boy, and then a test track. It'll be a Screw Driver. Get it? Because you're driving a car. <laughs> and i think that this course would only be nine holes because no one's going to make it the full 18 after all that booze so it's like think of this like right. a boozy mini golf one level i think would be cool to bring back an element of magic kingdom that i miss back in what is now storybook circus uh formerly many things one of which was the toontown fair mickey starland mickey's birthday land yeah, yeah, I think it would be cool to have an entire course of just the houses of the Fab Five again. To have those like nice, oversized, mm-hmm. bright, cartoony houses, and you get to like walk around them. I feel like it's so easy to build that into a golf course because like you start with their front lawn, go up into their house. It's someone's bedroom. It's the kitchen. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think this might be more kid oriented, but you'd find this well, thirty-five yeah. year old idiot in that course playing that all the time. To be honest with you, well, and Plenty you know they got those houses. You know they got like those that. houses stashed somewhere. Yeah, they got to be somewhere, right? They can bust them out and make, turn them into a, some kind of mini golf. It'd be cool. I just think it would be cool to have all these indoor mini golf options, just a nice, safe space, free mm-hmm. from the elements, kids and adults welcome. If you don't want kids, go to the adult floor. If you want to be around your kids, do the Mickey and Minnie and Donald, you know, that, all that stuff. Yeah. And then otherwise, you could have a mix with the Days of Disney Past one. I feel like that's hitting our main categories of people, I think, in there. Yeah. And I think it'd be a fun time. We did also get some submissions, and we collected a few of them from uh, some of our listeners. Mm-hmm. We posted it to our Instagram. How would you reimagine the NBA experience? And Tom suggested it would be the Adventurers Club, which, by the way, look into that um, and see if you know anything about the Adventurers Club because it's a whole it's a whole big it's a whole big can of worms. But just look into yes. that because this would be a cool space to house that group of, uh, of people. Yes. At uh, VRusso12 said something with Disney characters like a surprise meet and greet spot. So I wonder if, if they're talking about um, more rare characters. I think so. Okay. So it'd be like more of the rare surprise meet and greet spots. Yeah. You would just It would just be weird to get the theming right with like ha- having to make that a cohesive thing. But I get what they're saying. Yeah. Yes. Perhaps it's like interchangeable sets that are easy to do, like curtains mm-hmm. or things instead of like big adv- uh, advanced or, or uh, you know, specific sets. But it would be cool to meet some characters in Disney Springs as opposed to mm-hmm. really never seeing characters hanging out there. Right. Um, right. Mike wants to see a Kingdom of Hearts interactive world. Oh. And he wasn't the only one. A few people had said that. So interesting. interesting. I never got into Kingdom Hearts, but I think people would love mm-hmm. that. Uh, Red good old red red said flynn's arcade and restaurant like 80s penny arcade and modern tron theme which would be awesome that would be awesome okay because i didn't know if flynn referred to like flynn from tangled tangled but there's an actual flynn's arcade that exists in florida Mm -hmm. it's not disney and it's known to be like an old school 80s themed arcade so what red and by the way you may remember red we've had him on a couple times he was our Mm -hmm. star wars guru and his wife, uh, Shannon, has been on a few times, too. Mm-hmm. And um, 
So I rolled my eyes when I saw this. I was like, of course, Red is coming up with the nerdy answer right here. But I, and I say that. In, uh, but in, in his defense, it was, not a star, it was not a Star Wars answer. So kudos to Red. Yes. Yeah. And of course, he'd pick the big arcade. But honestly, mm-hmm. um, would be kind of interesting. So Nicole, my wife, said uh, she thought it would be cool. We came up with a couple of ideas, actually, between the two of us. But one that, that she suggested was to have a virtual reality world showcase, basically, right? So you know how they had the void over in Disney Springs where they had the Wreck-It Ralph one, and I think they had a Star Mm -hmm. Wars one? That kind of thing. But instead of it being a movie, it would be a a walkthrough of some of the international Disney parks, thus a virtual world showcase. Because I probably won't make it to most of the other parks. I feel like maybe the most realistic one might be Disneyland Paris, other than here in California. You know, but it's yeah. probably not going to happen that I'm going to some of those other parks. So how cool would it be that they're brought to you via virtual reality? You get to walk yeah. around their castle or their main street or that kind of thing. I think that, that would, would be, be so awesome. cool. Doug and I would definitely be able to like we would want to do that. I love yes. that idea. Um, that's a good one. Listen up, Disney. Uh, Colby <laughs> said an interactive Disney art exhibit. So I like that idea yeah. too, just because we, you know, there's so many art museums around and it's becoming more of like a thing now. I don't know if it's just like my age and so people my age are doing more <laughs> of them. Um, but the interactive art like exhibits, uh, people love them. And so many of you, like mm. the majority of you <laughs> responded with bring <laughs> Disney Quest back, which is funny yeah. to me because yeah. Guys, I don't think it's coming back. It's one I of those things where if it were popular, it probably would have stayed. Like, right? If it mm-hmm. were still a successful thing. But maybe an updated version of it. Maybe mm-hmm. something. I don't know. I just, I feel like if, if they're going to bring back like a, a video game style thing, that it might be m- more like involved like a virtual reality type thing. Right. Versus right. just some smaller. They're going to update it stuff. with technology. So that was our reimagining the NBA experience. I kind of want to see some of those things happen, honestly. I know. All right. We'll see what Disney picks. We'll keep you yeah. posted here. You heard it here first. Balls in your court, Disney. See what I did there? Wait, we got another one. That's right. Pun intended. Okay. Let's jump into some news. <laughs> let's do it. I'll kick us off. Uh, I just have one news nugget today, and this was just that the, uh, the some new artwork was revealed about the newly imagined Splash Mountain. It's upcoming. Uh-huh. Uh, and I took this little uh, sh- blurb here that I'm about to share with you from the news article. But it says, as seen in this latest rendering of the attraction, the story will take place after the final kiss as Naveen and Louis... Sorry, as Naveen and Louis join Tiana on her latest adventure, hosting a one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras celebration where everyone is welcome during which some original music inspired by songs from the film will bring guests into the story. Tiana is leading the way and fans will be able to encounter old friends and make new ones along the way as well. So that's going to be kind of the storyline of the newly imagined Splash Mountain. And you can go to the Disney Parks blog or whatever and look it up just to see what um, what her outfit looks like. It's more of like an explorer's outfit. It's, uh, it's interesting because often an attraction will take place in the storyline of the middle of the movie sometimes beginning or middle Mm -hmm. or they'll cover like beginning middle and end but you rarely get to see an attraction that takes place after a movie yeah you know what i mean yeah it is kind of cool that way like we've talked about how how come rapunzel has her hair when she's Mm -hmm. hanging out on the parade floats right because it's like mid-movie rapunzel not after a movie that is like one of doug's biggest bugaboo he's like it makes no sense that she has (laughs) 
long hair still and not her brown hair. <laughs> yes. Yes. So some, it's like they kind of are like picking up on that, right? Yeah. I don't have any news nuggets. So instead, we'll go back in time for some Disney history, as always, in partnership with the Mouse Lights. And I'll take us back to 1998 when 51 Miss America contestants, Ooh. led by the reigning Miss America, greeted fans and signed autographs at the boardwalk. I just think that's so, that's so strange to me that they were just hanging out. Apparently this was a rare opportunity, fans, mm-hmm. to meet all 51 contestants before they officially took their stage yeah. at Atlantic City in up in New Jersey. But right and there all you the, needed, the boardwalk. All you needed was a light jacket. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking us back to 2014, which doesn't seem like that long ago, but it actually was. Uh, Disney's American Idol experience wrapped up roughly their five-year run with a final show at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, but yeah, 2014, this was the week that they were like, all right, we're done. So yeah. We've got a quote upcoming from Greg to end our episode, but if you like what you heard today, feel free to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also leave us a review over on iTunes. It really helps us uh, just with being able for other people to locate us. Um, And we just, you know, we like being your premier Disney podcast. So you can also follow along with us on Instagram or the TikToks. At, that's what I'm going to start calling it, the TikToks. Side note, I have to stop here. I love the Jimmy John commercial because he's, he calls it Jimmy's John's. Have you heard this? No. no. You haven't heard the Jimmy? Oh, my gosh. If anyone out there, they know I what I'm talking about. I think we have about. Jimmy John's here. It's so, I can't remember what the guy's, the actor's name is. The guy from, um, he was the brother in Everybody Loves Raymond. Um, and he's oh, done Brad like so many voiceover. Yes. Um, and so he's like, Jimmy's John's, he calls it Jimmy, Jimmy's John's. And it just tracks me up. So anyways, you can follow along with us. Instagram or TikTok is at that park life podcast. Our personal Instagram is at the real Beth McDonald. And mine is at the Disney Greg. And if you want to submit a request for an episode, share a magical cast member moment to be shared on the show or some Disney magic with loved ones who can't get to the parks, you can head over to our website. It's thatparklifepodcast.com, and you can submit a magic gram there. It's free for everyone, and we love sharing the magic, so hit us up. Yeah. Without further ado, Gregory. Further ado. All right, my quote for the week comes to us from the Princess Diaries, Princess of Genovia. Quote, a queen is never late. Everyone else is simply early. Mm. Sometimes I feel a little diva on the inside. And this is a quote that I'm going to keep in my mind now. This is a frame of reference mm-hmm. for me as I approach the rest of my life. So thanks to the Princess Diaries. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here cringing because that makes me like cringe at the thought of that. Because <laughs> I am the opposite. Being early is to be on time. You know why? Because it's not just my time. It's other people's time too. Oh gosh. Not and when you're a queen, just, Beth. And, then, and on that note. That's just the uh, respective thing to do. I guess Anyways, so. we'll, we'll see you guys next week. Yes. Thanks for hanging out with us and going through our NBA experience imagineering. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.